Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Well, that's the truth. The gang is all back together. Good morning. It is six minutes after nine. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you for joining us on this Monday, July 24th. And we begin speaking about Ron DeSantis. You know, he's been pitching for a long time that he's the only serious alternative to Donald Trump. However, his campaign is starting to struggle, showing some major cracks and polling over the weekend threatening to crumble it entirely as in some polls he's not even in second place anymore well this is amazing because every election it seems like there's the guy who people think is going to be the guy and then he ends up not being the guy yeah well that's some great commentary there mm-hmm. was what a way to start a monday uh <laughs> no, but what i mean by that is okay you go back let's say 2008 Everybody wanted Fred Thompson on the Republican side. Oh, my gosh, Giuliani, what a turd, and McCain's old and boring and and whatever. If, if only Fred Thompson would get into this race, and then, my gosh, things would be so much different. And for like a week, it was super cool that the gruff-talking law and order guy was in the race, and then you realized he's also old and boring. And he didn't even, I mean, I think he made it to Iowa, but I think he was out very quickly, whatever. Then 2012, it was... Oh my gosh, Romney, what a zero, what a turd. The 999 guy, Herman Cain, he's kind of a centric, but no way he wins. Boy, if Rick Perry would just get in this race, gosh darn it, Casey, everything would be better. And Rick Perry got in. And within three weeks, he couldn't even remember departments he wanted to get rid of and famously said oops during a debate, and that was it. And it would appear, and this blows my mind, but it it appears it's going to happen again that Ron DeSantis, as of right now, Mm -hmm. may be that guy. Because not only has he failed to gain any traction since entering, he has he has uh, descended. Would that be right? No, that wouldn't be right. He's backpedaled. How about that? Yeah. He's gone backwards yeah. since getting in, which is unbelievable given the amount of money that he has at his disposal. I think there's a few things going on here. Uh, one is that his legal dealings with Disney and now possibly Bud Light. He's threatening that Florida will sue Anheuser-Busch. It's not resonating nationally. But we're used to hearing attacks on Donald Trump, right? And when you hear, oh, another indictment, another this, another, oh, that's just part of Trump. But when you hear attacks on Ron DeSantis, oh, well, wait, we haven't been hearing that for years. We're not used to hearing that. Uh, And it's resonating. Yes. By the way, um, if you're looking for us on the YouTube, it says Saturday night on the circle right now for some reason. So I think Kev might have to stop the stream to fix it, but we're not going to stop it because there's a bunch of people already watching. So if you're looking for us today on YouTube, we are there. If you just Mm -hmm. put Saturday night on the circle uh, in, I guess that would pop up or the WIBC YouTube stream feed. It would be there as well. We are there. I see all of you, you gorgeous, fabulous people. You're right, Casey. (laughs) And isn't it wild that I thought it would be in reverse, which is, hey, DeSantis has got $100 million, and he's going to be the first guy to lay a glove on Trump, and he's going to come in there and be Billy Badass, Johnny Tough Guy, and he's going to hold the mirror up and make people look at Trump. It's been the exact opposite. Trump has totally savaged Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. It's 
amazing. Well, and now there's talk that DeSantis is turning away from Trump and he's going to start attacking Tim Scott because apparently he's feeling threatened by Tim Scott. Well, it is. (laughs) It is. And everybody has this one friend who is with somebody and then their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever leaves them. And instead of doing their own self-reflection about like, why did this relationship not work out? Did I even really want the relationship to work out? What can I do better for my next potential partner? Their approach is they're just going to savagely just destroy every single person that their former girlfriend or boyfriend ends up with because that'll make them feel better about themselves rather than any self-reflection or fixing their own issue, which means their next relationship will still be a disaster, but they'll feel better because the person that they're they're not with anymore doesn't get to be happy either. That is Trump at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Ron DeSantis says that he's getting attacked more than any other politician, and here he is blasting Trump over COVID behavior. Well, one, I, I would uh, I would uh, push back on this idea that I'm representing establishment forces. I get attacked by the corporate press more than anybody running for office, more than Joe Biden and now more than Donald Trump, because I think the corporate press views me as a bigger threat. They understand that I will beat Biden and they know I will actually deliver on all these things, whereas I think they think that Trump uh, would not beat Biden. And then I think they think even if he did, that he would be distracted with all these other stuff and wouldn't be able to deliver. So I've been the target of all these people. uh, And I think it's because I've been willing to lead. Also, I would point out during covid, I was the one fighting Fauci. Uh, Donald Trump put Fauci in charge. He never fired Fauci. In fact, Donald Trump's last day in office, he gave Fauci a presidential commendation. And I'm just thinking to myself, this guy had been responsible for justifying school closures, for justifying mandates, for justifying lockdowns. And by January of 2021, we knew how destructive it was. We knew it had failed. So on the biggest hysterical issue, the biggest current thing where all these elites got together, COVID-19, I was one of the leaders throughout this world to stand against those people, fight back against them. Okay, so let's first of all say when you have $100 million at your disposal and you are the governor of one of the nation's largest, most important states, you don't probably get to play victim about how mean the media is to you. Also, Trump appears about to go to jail for uh, him, for his political beliefs. So also not as bad as Trump. Let's put that to the side. Number two. I don't like his voice. Have I ever told you that? Yes. I love his governoring or governorship or whatever word we're going to use. Leadership. With that. Yeah, well, whatever it is. But I hate his voice. And I, I look, Casey, do not uh, do not underestimate in a the primary. The power of someone's voice. Well, in a primary where so much of it is emotional. Ticky-tack stuff. Yes. Where so much of it is just how I feel about the person in general that a guy that sounds like, remember there was a Saturday Night Live skit where Bill Murray and somebody else, Wayne and Wendy Weiner, mm-hmm. that he's a member of the Weiner family. Yeah. Like, don't underestimate how that actually plays on people. And number three, finally somebody said something about Trump and COVID. Thank you. It's a nice start. You're not all the way there yet. But finally, somebody said about what a complete horrible hatchet job Mm -hmm. Trump did on COVID. Finally, thanks. Okay, so um, yes, you don't like his voice. 
a lot of the pictures that have been coming out lately of Ron DeSantis are of him looking frustrated and not happy. You know, there's talk that he does not have this good relationship with the press. And I think they're using that against him. But he's aware of it. He's putting out memos saying that they're going to turn the campaign around. And when it comes to COVID, yes, uh, I've been fighting with some people online about this. Yes, Ron DeSantis did shut Florida down for a few weeks, but it did not remain shut. And he has been campaigning on everything good that he did during COVID. Like, um, you know, do you remember when the Biden administration required businesses with 100 or more employees to make sure that they were vaccinated? Yes. Well, DeSantis filed that lawsuit saying that the federal government exceeded their power. And then on the mask mandates in April of 2020, April of 2020. So right in the beginning, uh, governments in Miami and Orlando were putting in the citywide mandates and DeSantis said, no, we're not imposing that strategy. Um, So yeah, he's reminding us of all of the things that he did that were good during COVID, but he's got to move on from that at this point. Yeah. Here's the problem with this though, Casey, is you are, you are making, he has tried to make a rational argument with a bunch of people who are not politically behaving rationally, right? I mean, it's like, and I don't know if Kev did it, we'll get a full report on the Alton Goon concert that he went to on Saturday because we got several voicemails related to wanting to know, or Friday, wanting to know if Kev is indeed alive and made it out alive. Um, (laughs) I told Kev at the uh, psychedelic Turkish punk rock pop concert that he went to, he needed to just walk up to uh, some, well, actually, here's what happened. Kev had texted me, I said, are there, is there a future wife there for you? Are there any hot women at this concert? And he said, yes, but they all appear to be here with their boyfriends. And I said, Kev, you just got to walk up to him and say this and you'll be home free. You look like you're a great player. You just need a better team. Oh, and I don't know if that happened. I don't know if that took place. <laughs> we'll find out. However, here, this is the thing, right? You've got to make the most ridiculous arguments possible in order to peel people away from Trump because logic is not going to work. That's why I'm saying he's got to just bash Trump and the Trump people over the head with all the stuff that Trump did trying to say, I'm the best and I did this and I did that. It's not working. You're, it is not a logical argument that is going to win here. You have to just burn the thing to the ground. Well, as you mentioned, we're using our feelings. Ooh, gross. It's 16 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So the 
Motor City Madman has some commentary on people who got the vaccine. Good morning. It's 21 minutes after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Of course, we're talking about Ted Nugent. Yes, and before we get into Ted Nugent, because I'm going to be very curious to get your take on this commentary, because you went through something during COVID, and you made a choice like many other people made, and so we'll play this audio, and then I'd be going to be fascinated to get your perspective. Don't forget, we are streaming live on the YouTube, uh, however, if you search Kendall and Casey, you're not going to find anything today, because someone rigged the youtube thing where it's a saturday night on the circle so in order to see us today Mm -hmm. more love for ethan you got to put saturday night on the circle or just go to the wibc youtube feed and we're right there and we are streaming and you can see us and we're here in all of our our beauty so Mm -hmm. uh, just just a heads up on that and we see many many people in the chat and we love most of you and even those of you who don't love we're happy you're here uh okay so ted nugent obviously uh long time rock and roller Mm -hmm. many many big hits uh stranglehold probably his is that right stranglehold would probably be ted nugent's signature yeah fred bear cat scratch fever Mm -hmm. up there you know many many hits i mean is he the beatles no but he's certainly if he's playing at your local uh amphitheater you know four or five thousand people probably go watch the guy play uh he is a you know Hard right conservative, very, very adamant in his conservative values, very outspoken in his conservative values. I years ago got an autographed book of Ted Nugent. Did you really? Uh, I did. He played it. They used to call, I believe it was called Summer Stages years ago at the military park. And I went and uh, got an autographed book by Ted Nugent. He had a cookbook out at the time. Still have it to this day. And uh, anyway, went to the concert and it was very fabulous. And he came out with the full headdress and everything. And he used to come out it was like a buffalo on stage. I don't think he does that anymore anyway none of that matters in this conversation i'm just rambling about old memories of myself going to concerts what does matter is that (laughs) ted nugent was on some sort of news program and was talking about covid and people who got the covid vaccine and why don't we just play the audio and then i'm going to ask you some questions about this sound good all right here's ted nugent Would you speak to the people who believe it is a worthwhile vaccine and it is saving lives? Are they just dead wrong? Are they been fed fed a line from the federal government? Jim, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the people that went ahead and got the jab. I speak their language. I would speak to them thusly. They understand that. Well, so all these millions of people that got the shots, they're just stupid? Yep. No, I think he's calling them sheep. Uh, (laughs) I would speak to them thusly. Okay, so, and and again, Ted Nugent, a guy who once used to uh, do his entire concert on stage in a loincloth. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the guy we're dealing with. He's been asked many times to run for office, too, by the way. He has, and he's probably a little long in the tooth to do it now. Um, Okay, so I would agree that there are many people who got the vaccine because they were led to believe or wanted to believe willfully believed that this would make them safer that it would prevent them from getting covid that they were somehow a better american i believe all of those things are true and to those people i do not have a problem with this commentary what i do have an issue with is there are many many people I worked with them Mm -hmm. I worked with one the blonde woman who was here before you We'll have Hammer in next hour. He'll tell you the same thing. Or they were essentially pressured into, you are probably going to lose your job or could lose your job if indeed you don't 
get this vaccine. Yeah. Now, you are one of those people, right? I am one of those people who was pressured into it. I got my vaccine, first one, at the DeVos Center in Grand Rapids, oh. named after the DeVos family. Oh, yes. You might recognize the name Betsy DeVos. Very wealthy. Who the yes. Department of Education. Right. Them. Okay, so it was uh, everybody got in line and went through the turnstiles. You had to give over your ID and then wait and then boom, you get the jab and then go sit here for 10 minutes to make sure that you're okay with it. And I did get a little dizzy at one point, yeah. but then after 10 minutes walked away. And I got it because one, my mom was, oh, you got to get that vaccine. Sure. You know, uh, an older person who was worried about her daughter, uh, but also my employer. Yeah. You got to get this. We have more than 100 employees, yeah. so you got to get this. And then I got the booster, and then it was the third booster, and I've told you about the third booster experience, yeah, where I just drove up in my car, mm-hmm. rolled up my sleeve, they gave me the jab as my arm was sticking out the window, and they said, okay, now go drive over there, sit in your car for 10 minutes, and then you can leave. And in that 10 minutes, I could feel that thing burning through my body. And I knew right then and there, oh, no. Yeah. This is not good. So Not to, doing this again. So to those people, Casey, people like you, Mock, Hammer, whoever, that's not you. It's not somebody who went willfully. It's not someone who was, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to do this because I'm going to virtue signal and be a greater American than you. It's not that. If someone believes they're going to have to either get the, something or not be able to provide for their family... That's a different story. Now, look, I was faced with the same ultimatum, and I was prepared to go down with the ship. Now, at the time, I was not married. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't have a child. Yep. Having said all that, I will tell you almost definitively, if it were proposed to me today, I would come to the same conclusion because part of what, you know, we talk about how I journal to my daughter every single night. And one of the things that is my job now is to lead by example the life that I wish for her to lead, which is that you are in control of your life and do not ever allow someone to pressure you into a decision that you are not comfortable with. And I would probably still make the same decision. If I had to go work at FedEx or UPS or Walmart, I've worked at worse places. Mm -hmm. I would still probably make the same decision. But I'm not going to judge people who didn't come to the same conclusion as I did, who were pressured into it. Well, the the hard part with that, Rob, is you said you would just get a different job, go work someplace else. But all of these companies that you just listed also had more than 100 employees and were also mandating it. They did. Very good. I would go work at a golf course, which I did. How about that? I would find a place to work, Casey. I would find a place to work. And, and, and you know what? And that's a choice that many people had to make. And uh, for him to say, you know, oh, you're sheep. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people got that shot begrudgingly. Yeah. We can't all be millionaire singers. All right. Uh, hey, there's been an ethics complaint filed against Large Marge, Casey, <laughs> because she showed Hunter Biden's nudes at the uh, congressional hearing. On poster board. <laughs> Huge pictures of it. We'll get into it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Hunter Biden's attorney has filed an ethics complaint against Marjorie Taylor Greene. Good morning. It is 933. You're listening to Kendall and Casey (laughs) on 93 WIBC. Hey, pot, this is Kendall. You're black. (laughs) So a letter was sent to the Office of Congressional Ethics, and it said Greene's abhorrent behavior blatantly violates health 
ethics rules and standards of official conduct. It's abhorrent. During the hearing on Hunter Biden's taxes, where the Mm -hmm. IRS whistleblowers came up and made it very clear what a scoundrel and scumbag and, you know, just piece of you know what that guy is. Not that you needed further evidence, but there was hours and hours and hours of it. Large Marge, Marjorie Mm -hmm. Taylor Greene, put up the photos of Hunter Biden in the nude slash receiving services. Mm -hmm. And they're very upset that she showed the public what Hunter Biden likes to do in his spare time. Like, those people haven't seen the pictures from the laptop. (laughs) They've all seen it. They're just mad that she put it out there. So it went on C-SPAN, and it also went on Fox News at one point. But she did say, uh, you know, she warned everybody discretion is advised before she put it up there yeah but he but he did it right it's it's not it's it is relevant to the questions austin powers moment it's relevant to the questions in question (laughs) allow myself to introduce myself it is relevant to the questions being asked because one of the major issues is who these people are it is very widely believed Hunter Biden was slash basically known at this point. He was in some sort of involved in some sort of prostitution ring. And now there's a lot of people who are asking serious questions about the age of some of these participants mm. and whether indeed, you know, human trafficking was involved. Yeah, that's so gross. it's not like it's a hearing on the border. And now here's a random nude of Hunter Biden receiving services. It's. No, this is what the guy was spending his money on, and this is the premise of the hearing. Okay, so uh, Jamie Raskin, he's that Democrat ranking member. He says, should we be displaying this? Like, he's so offended by it. <laughs> it. You know what? You're offended by the pictures of it, that she held it up during this committee, but you're not offended that the pictures exist? That the president's son did this? This is the guy who's traveling around on Air Force One. This is the guy who attended state dinners. This is the guy who's on the balcony during the, uh, you know, national display on Independence Day. But you're offended that Marjorie Taylor Greene was showing these pictures. He's the one who did it. All right, uh, let's switch gears here real quick. Matt Gates, he is a U.S. rep from Florida, and he has absolutely had enough of the never-ending, um, what did Trump call him? Did he call him a psychopath, or what, what What was his name for Jack Smith that he called? I thought it was he called him a psychopath. Deranged something. Yes, deranged whatever. Jack Smith is the... Uh, the prosecutor that's overseeing the uh, the documents case, and now it looks like is about to charge him for something with January 6th. And Matt Gates has decided he's had enough, and he is introducing legislation to defund Jack Smith. The House of Representatives needs to take action to defund this special counsel investigation immediately. We do not need to wait for the appropriations process. We don't have to wait for the Holman rule or some rider. They are attacking our democracy and engaging in election interference right now. And if the United States Congress does not have the capability to stop that election interference, well, then what is all the flowery oratory about preserving the republic? We have to operationalize that. And so in... The coming hours, the coming days, I will be introducing legislation under my name and the House of Representatives as a freestanding bill to defund the Jack Smith investigation. They've spent millions of dollars so far. 
Well, and he makes a good point. And this is why people say, why are you the way that you are? Well, this is the why I was the way that I was on the debt ceiling. And this is why I lost it over Jim Banks flapping his gums all day about how he was against raising the debt ceiling and then he didn't care enough to show up and vote. This is why I was lost my mind over Jim Banks voting for 15 times Kevin McCarthy and cheerleading and telling you how great he is and then coming out and trying to say, oh, look at what a conservative I am. Because putting Kevin McCarthy in charge allowed the debt ceiling to be raised. It fully funded all of Biden's top priorities, all these government entities, all these government agencies, and this is what you get. This is why I am the way I am about it. Because if you choke off the money, Mm -hmm. then they don't exist. This is allowed to exist because the Republicans, despite all this game they always talk, when the rubber meets the road, they open the checkbook just like the Democrats do and say how many zeros should be included this time. Well, he, how many people are going to vote with him? If if he introduces this. Not many. Yeah. So, Not many. So what's going to happen? Nothing. This guy is going to continue to destroy the life of Donald Trump, and then the Republicans are going to stand back and go, boy, this is terrible. Somebody really ought to do something about Somebody this. Somebody should do something. By the way, Eric Holder, he used to be the attorney general under Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on, I believe this was MSNBC, and he said Jack Smith has just simply gotten the Justice Department back on track. Having a parallel investigation going at the same time, I think, would have made sense. Now, having having said that, I think that with um, Jack Smith's appointment and the speed with which he has apparently been moving, uh, I think the Justice Department has gotten back um, on, on track. Though there there was lost, you know, some time that now puts mm-hmm. this potential um, investigation or this ongoing investigation, you know, right in the middle of or close to um, an electoral determination that the American people have to make as to who the next president of the United States is going to be and who Republicans have to decide is going to be their um, their nominee. That, I think, is one of the negative consequences for that, um, you know, for that delay. Uh, I think, as I said, the mm-hmm. Justice Department is operating, you know, quite well now, but that, that pause um, really has had an impact or is going to have an impact in some form or fashion on, on our politics. Mm. The Republican Party is Team Eric Holder. The Republican Party is Team Jack Smith. Jim Banks is Team Eric Holder. Jim Banks is is Team Jack Smith. And you don't get to say otherwise. Because when you vote for the people who keep funding the stuff, you're putting your support behind the stuff that they fund. When you don't care enough to show up to vote on the debt ceiling, which would have stopped the funding of the stuff, then you are for the stuff. The Republican Party is the same as the Democrat Party. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. They're just mad that other people benefit from their bullcrap. Did we ever find out where Jim Banks was during that vote? Nope. And you know what? Not a damn person has the guts to ask him. Speaking of asking questions, yes. when we come back, yes. our old friend Jim Love, farmer out in Boone County, is going to mm-hmm. join us. He's going to get us up to date on the latest in their fight against the governor, old Lockdown McGee, Indiana Economic Development Corporation, trying to strong-arm farmers out of their land. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the nitty-gritty when we come back. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The governor and the General Assembly continue to screw people out of their land and then play stupid about where all the farmland went. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and we welcome back to the show our great friend Jim Love, farmer farmer out in Boone County. And Jim, last time we had you on, we were talking about this great fight you farmers were having out there in Boone County involving uh, the IEDC, this gobbling up of farmland, this giving it to mega corporations, and it hasn't gotten any better tell me where we're at my friend well we, we're uh, we're still working on trying to maintain the farm ground that we've got we've got a wonderful crop growing this year despite some uh, some mighty dry weather uh and but they are still pr- charging forward trying to acquire more land and even had to go back to the the state and get more dollars because i think some of their good friends they had done purchases off of were uh, playing the high risk 1031 <laughs> land swap game and and uh, their their 180 days was running out so uh, as usual, the IEDC stepped up to the plate and picked some losers and some winners and, and uh, asked for more money to help those people with their high-risk game uh, move forward. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second, because this, this just absolutely blows my mind that the General Assembly now has come out and said, well, we need to study where all of the farmland has gone. We're very worried about the rapid <laughs> decrease in farmland in central Indiana. And you just look at them and go, you just gave the governor a half billion dollars to strong-arm more people out of their farmland. Are these people that stupid? or are they just that disingenuous? I think the number one thing that politicians are afraid of is not getting elected. And so that's the that's the main drive behind their thought processes. Uh, Jim Love, our guest, we're talking about the gobbling up of farmland here in central Indiana. Obviously, he and his, his family and, and his fellow farmers at the central part of this with the big grab out in Boone County that has now produced a new mega headquarters for the likes of Eli Lilly. What is the conversation like amongst you and your, your fellow farmers? I mean, you and, and if you could real quick, take us through. When we talk about strong-arming people out of their land, yes, it's done legally, but t- tell people what that means when we talk about, hey, these farmers feel like they've got no choice because they're ultimately going to lose it one way or another. Yeah, that's kind of the way that they propose it. And so what they've done is they've hired a, a uh, out-of-town real estate firm, and they come in, and, and what happens is they tell the uh, people side-by-side side lies that one have them sold, the other one hasn't sold. And so uh, basically they convince everybody that they're the last one, mm-hmm. even if they're unlikely the first one in a string. And so then they work that string. And then what they've done lately is they've got it down to where they have a few people that said, you know, I think we can live with Lilly. They're a reputable Indiana company. Well, after they saw the level of construction and the level of destruction of the neighborhood and Lily's little police squad that runs around and they're exceptionally <laughs> friendly, um, these people said, you know what, I think we probably better get out. Well, now IEDC's lowballing those people. And mm. so it's it's a 
terrible crime against uh, the people of Boone County. And so there's a, a, some, a few people on 375 that they just won't uh, they won't play ball with them, and they're trying to lowball them. And, and as interest rates increase and they use old appraisals, it's going to make it very challenging for those people just to get out and say, okay, we cry, Uncle, we're done, we'll move. But even at that, IEGC doesn't have the intestinal fortitude to do the right thing and, and uh, take care of those people. What's going to happen to them? Well, ultimately, they say, "Oh, it'll be fine. We'll just let you sit there." And and um, and, and also, they they they've manipulated a bunch of their trucking routes, and that's one of the big battles that we've got right now. Where um, IEDC has a whole fleet of attorneys, and they spend every day of the week browbeating your local politicians. So the people that you elected in your county that want to do the right thing get browbeat on a daily basis by IEDC's attorneys and they, they sit in those people's offices and make phone calls while the rest of us are all at work trying to earn tax dollars they're burning tax dollars by browbeating and even threatening they even went so far as to threaten that there might be a lawsuit against our commissioners if they didn't do what they wanted them to Jim loves our guest family farmer out in Boone County we're talking about the gobbling up of farmland Tony Kennett and I had a conversation about this I think it was on uh, Thursday where we were talking about once you do the thing whatever the thing is whatever you know to steal a line from the song you pay paradise and put up a parking lot you can never unconcrete the concrete and i'm curious when in indiana because it used to be hey farmland and farming was a big part of the identity of hoosiers and it was a big part of the identity of hoosier politicians when did the bright shiny objects become more important than responsibly using the land yeah, it's crazy to watch, Rob. As you uh, so from our home, we can see the lime stabilization trucks that are going into just a Lily project alone, and there is there are hundreds of lime stabilization stabilization trucks, um, probably per week, and and I haven't actually counted them, but it's a steady stream of them, and they're so they're basically the ground was so good where they're building these buildings that they're having to pump limestone in it at unprecedented rates to get it to where it's hard and crusty. Well, let's talk about the other Waterloo that you were mentioning earlier, and that's the water. Yeah, as they move forward, the whole water problem. Um, there, there's no doubt that Central Indiana, from a residential standpoint, is a is a boiling pot for potential water problems. But as you try to bring in large water users as manufacturers, say microchips and things like that that use huge amounts of water, there just is not enough water. And so, uh, as people think about what we're moving forward and what we're doing, is like, do you want to live in California, where you can water your lawn or wash your car or do some of these things on a limited water basis, or do you like living in Indiana? where we have thus far had enough water for residential use easily. So they're looking to try to drag water from uh, the Wabash River Aquifer and several other things, and they're really grasping at straws. We went to a meeting at Lafayette with those folks up there, and, and even the, the hydrologist from Purdue said, yeah, there's a pretty good likelihood that if you live in Tippecanoe County, your well and your water table is going to go down, and perhaps if you have a shallow residential well, it may get dried up. Yeah, that's such a great point, Jim, because when these companies come in, they start taking water from everybody else, right? It's not like, I mean, they, yes, they can bring some new water in, but there's only really so much to go around, and if these mega corporations are using all of these resources, then there's less resources for everybody else, including if you've lived there for 50 years. Oh, yeah. If uh, if a big commercial user of water needs the water and they're well connected with your local authorities, rest assured that that's who's going to get water is is not the, the uh, homeowners. You're going to get some kind of a rules or some kind of a rationing. Right now, they're talking about dragging water towards Lebanon from um, Westfield and, and from south from Indianapolis. And so they're try- trying to bring it from every direction because the sheer volume of the potential water users in that area is going to be in, uh, enormous if they could get a chip plant in there.
I thought there was great hypocrisy, and in case I'll let you take it after this one. Uh, I, I thought there was great hypocrisy in Holcomb doing this big ribbon cutting at the state fair and the swine barn, and we love our <laughs> farmers, and we love mm. our growers, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, you a-hole, you're trying to destroy these people's ways of life across this state, and then you got the audacity because you spent a bunch of tax money on a swine barn to act like you're with them. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, That's more you, of a commentary you, than a question. Sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Weigh in, Jim. Well, I, I think as I was watching some of the news uh, things lately, you know, this is storm season, so they talk about an EF four, EF five. It would be interesting to me to know what IEDC is. I'd say they're like an EF four and a half or something, because if you come to our neighborhood and look around, every living thing was was destroyed to start the lily project it was basically a biological genocide any plant animal person had to be removed from that property and so that's kind of where we're at and so you watch these these accounts on the news where ef5 comes through and it wipes it out samaritan's person is there in two days and everybody feels bad for the residents well somehow we're supposed to feel good about the fact Mm -hmm. that in our neighborhood the entire neighborhood has been wiped out for industrial sprawl this hasn't only been happening in indiana it's been happening all over the country where the government comes in and is buying up local farms and my question for you is what is that going to do to agriculture for our country many people are saying you know what there's not going to be enough local farms left to feed the nation except for what bill gates owns is bill gates going to be the supplier of all of our food eventually well, Bill Gates and a lot of those his cronies would like to be in charge of your food supply because if you charge if you manage the power and the food supply, you kind of got the people under control. Um, and thus far, we've always managed to keep up. We grow, mm-hmm. we, you know, we increase yields, we do a better job. We, and, but there is going to be a tipping point with that because for one thing is as you take this land out of production, it oftentimes goes into residential, and that's more mouths to feed on fewer acres. And so when you look at that, you know, if, if Somebody came into your workplace today and said, hey, great news. We're going to get 70% more done tomorrow, but we're going to do it in half the time. Um, and you've got to figure out how to do it. That would be problematic. And I think a lot of people can identify with that concept. But that's the concept that farmers have been given. And eventually, enough will be enough. And and I know from our standpoint, my family's not going to eat synthetically grown food that's grown with some kind of chemical mystery mix. Mm-hmm. We're going to go the old school way where we uh, grow it in the dirt. Uh, Jim Love, our guest, uh, family farmer out in Boone County. We're talking about the uh, government, Holcomb, IEDC, gobbling up uh, all of the farmland across central Indiana. Uh, before I let you go, Jim, I think this is the most important thing, and I've said this. If I were ever uh, suffer some sort of amnesia or delusion or hypnosis or whatever and ran for public office again, I would be John Dutton in, in uh, Yellowstone. I would be, uh, if you are for growth, you vote for someone else. Uh, I am against growth because, quite frankly, I, and I used to not be, but the government has so irresponsibly, especially the last five or six years in the state, irresponsibly grown our state. And it seems like every corner there's a high-density housing development or a warehouse or something that just looks ugly. Like, if you put it in SimCity, it would not compute. It would fail. <laughs> so I'm cheering for you guys 100%. What can people do to fight back all across central Indiana because the farmers need to start getting some wins? Well, for one thing, the number one thing is communicate with your neighbors. And we tell people that over and over and over. And in the surrounding counties around Boone County, you guys are next. So get 
a good communication system going with your neighbors. And then the next thing is just simply don't sell your land. If you want to be a farmer, be a farmer. Uh, make darn sure that you've ran all the numbers before you go out and, and make that sale and figure out where you're going to go because a lot of times we've got some neighbors that sold out and, and we're very excited about it and then realize, heck, there is no place to go except for well out of Indiana. So if you want to move out of Indiana and, and you want to sell your farmland, then that probably works for you. If you want to be a farmer in Indiana, you probably better hang on to your land because uh, there is not making any more of it and you can't go clean up Lafayette Square and turn it back into a field. Well, that's for darn sure. Jim Love, you are the best. Tell your wife hello, and thanks for fighting the good fight. We're for the farmers, 100%. Uh, Keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks, Rob. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.